The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with April J. Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and a single parent at 32. Through all of her challenges, she has managed to rise above them and conquer her life. She'll help you to do the same. Now, here is your host, April Ford. Welcome to You're Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. I'm April J. Ford. Our captivating episode today is Help my thoughts are holding me hostage. And before I bring on my guest, Dr. Jeffrey Fannin, you guys know that I love to say hello to all of my listeners out there. Just to name a few countries, we've got United Kingdom, United States, we've got Malaysia, Egypt, Canada, Czech Republic, Ireland's on the board, Turkey, Germany, Spain, and the Philippines. Thank you for all of my listeners out there. So I offer this show as an example for people who may feel alone during adversity, that they are not alone, and that there is hope. Your journey called life is filled with happiness, success, fulfillment, and even disappointments and adversities. And I'm here to say that there's golden blessings to be discovered, even when life throws you a curveball, and you can still experience joy. I created formula in four steps on how to have a roadmap to rise above life's challenges. And these are recognize, respond, reevaluate, and rebalance. Now this roadmap guides you on finding who you are and how to handle these challenges. This is how you will transition and transform into who you're truly meant to be. And to get your complimentary 30-minute session with me, my gift to all of my loyal listeners out there, get on my calendar at meetwithapril.com. I believe on taking a holistic approach on implementing the four steps, so this show will bring on expert guests focused on empowerment. So today's episode, we're going to learn how to command the power of your thoughts. You guys know one of my favorite mottos is to make a change to see a change, and it starts with your thoughts. Dr. Fannin from The Thought Genius is composing a compelling book that explains how our brain works, why our subconscious beliefs drive our behaviors, and how we can permanently change them to rid ourselves of subconscious patterns that really don't serve us well. Now, this book also explains how to control our thoughts in order to experience deep satisfaction in living well and creating the reality we desire. And I'll also be um, sharing my personal experience that I had with Dr. Fannin when he did my um, brain mapping. And he has worked in the neuroscience field, researching and training the brain for over 17 years. Dr. Fannin has extensive experience training the brain for optimal brain performance, working with head trauma, 
stroke, chronic pain, attention deficit disorder, anxiety disorder, depression, trauma, and recovery. His research and experience also extends into high-performance training, such as personal development, personal achievement, personal brain mapping for sports, um, enhancing leadership skills through brainwave entertainment, and improving the brain function to enhance mental and emotional dexterity and personal transformation. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fannin. April, thank you so much for having me on. It's uh, really, uh, pardon the pun, a joy to spend time with you. Welcome, welcome. So, Dr. Fannin, you know, let's walk our audience through the brain mapping that I had done with you, you know, for those of you that listeners out there don't really have a picture of what this process looks like, can you explain what they can expect of this non-invasive procedure? Yeah. Uh, what we start off with is uh, creating an electroencephalogram. So we put a cap on the head or uh, in some cases we use our wireless headgear uh, where we're going to measure those brain waves, and that's a regular EEG electroencephalogram. Once we have the raw data, then we can put it into another program, which allows us to turn it into what's known as a QEEG. That means a quantitative electroencephalogram. Um, a lot of big words for squiggly lines and little pictures with uh, colored heads. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <clears throat> we uh, then can look at the the patterns that are going on in different brainwave frequencies. So many people are familiar with delta, theta, alpha, beta, all the way up to gamma. Mm-hmm. And so we will measure those and look at the patterns because the brain is producing all of those frequencies all of the time. Many people tend to believe that, oh, well, when I go into alpha, uh, and then I go into beta. Now, the brain is producing those all the time, but we have a dominant set of patterns that tend to come out, and those are the things that we're looking at. So when we look at uh, a brainwave pattern or a brain map in the clinic, uh, we look at it and interpret it uh, differently than we might with an advanced meditator, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, like I said, it, it's a very simple and non-invasive where you basically put the cap on it and I describe it as like a swim cap. You know, you put the swim cap on with the leads and probes that hook up to the computer. And basically, we were given, you know, three things to do, if I can remember correctly. First, you do, um, you just basically sit there with your eyes closed and it's monitoring your brainwave patterns. And then you do for so many minutes with your eyes open and then you perform a task. You know, it was given a random book and you just read a random chapter in the book for so many minutes you just read and perform that task. Yeah, <clears throat> there's uh, spe- specific reasons that we uh, do that. So when you're sitting there with your eyes open, the brain is taking in a lot of extraneous information. And uh, then we have you sit there with your eyes closed so that we can see what does the brain do when it's not taking in all of this surface information, you know, what things are in the room or what you're looking at or things like that. And then the third one is uh, putting your brain on task. We want to see what the brain does when we ask it to do something. And the most common thing is to ask people to read in a book or a magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we will uh, do very specific kinds of tasks. 
let's say that uh, somebody has uh, an issue with doing mathematic problems. So we may have them do some math to see what their brain will do under specific circumstances. But uh, the eyes open, eyes closed, and brain on task is what we would call a standard baseline. Right. And basically you do that to get a comprehensive you know, data point on how the brain is either underperforming or overperforming, right? Yeah, exactly. And once we get the QEEG, we can see um, where those areas are, what's underperforming or overperforming, and then uh, show people what, what that means. Now, where can people get a brain map, like the one that I did um, with you? I mean, luckily, I think I did it here in Southern California, where I live, because we were um, at a conference together, and, you know, you were able to perform it there backstage with me. But where can people go if they're not, you know, where you are? I believe you're in, are you in Arizona, Dr. Fannin? That's correct. We're in Glendale, Arizona. So um, there are places all over that you can get them done. You know, we travel and do a lot of conferences and are looking to do a lot more research in different cities where and we will make that known to people where uh, we are going and uh, giving some uh, conference talks and education about, you know, how to uh, uh, command the power of thought. And um, and we will also do brain mapping at, in those cities. Otherwise, uh, we've had people from all over the world who uh, have been able to find somebody that um, uh, has the brain mapping equipment. And uh, there are places like BrainMaster uh, on their website. You can find a practitioner in the world who is qualified to do that. And then they will send us the raw data and we can process that. And then when I do a consult, I do consults with people almost every day from all over the world. And... uh, uh, we can use uh, those programs like GoToMeeting to bring their brain map up and record that for them, and uh, then they we can have a uh, consult as to what that actually means. Okay. So, if, obviously, if they're not in your local area, they can look up a local practitioner that's qualified to do the scan, and I, I think one of them you said is brainmaster.com and they go through the clinic or the office to do the procedure and then you would be able to remotely go over the results with them online. So that's pretty simple. Yeah, we're, we're actually working on a, uh, a device uh, that uh, trying to um, develop, it's a 16 channel, normally the, um, the either the headgear or the uh, uh, cap that we put on has 20 locations that we measure. And so we are working with a 16-channel headgear that a person would be able to use with their smartphone, their tablet, or their computer. And there would be two sides to the app where on one side they would put that on uh, their head and it would uh, measure their brainwave, send it to our servers, and then uh, uh, process a report and send it back with recommendations. Then they can switch over to the uh, uh, brain training side and download the various protocols that they might want to train with. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into the training aspect in just a bit. But where can they, is this still in development or is it? Can, can we're still in development and, oh, okay. and we're probably maybe nine months to maybe a year out from having that. I, I hope to be closer to the nine months. But we're oh, okay. making real good progress on, on what we intend to 
developed there. Okay. Okay. Well, it's nice to know that we're, we're going to be in the forefront of what's coming up next and new cutting edge technology. If, you know, you said within a year, less than a year, hopefully this is going to be available, readily accessible to our audience that they can, you know, do it themselves in the comfort of their own home, it sounds like. Well, exactly. We already have a uh, four-channel device out that uh, is on the market. And interestingly enough, this this system, the the program, uh, it will show you what your subconscious thoughts are Mm -hmm. and how you feel about them. Wow. Okay, so let's go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, I'm going to have Dr. Fannin explain a little bit more on what exactly does the brain map reveal? Because when I did it, you know, for the very first time, I was really impressed while he was going over my results. Um, he just made a comment, oh, you seem to be an advanced meditator. I'm like, oh, how did you know that? Just by looking at the the colored wave patterns, like you said, squiggly lines and the color map of your brain. So after the break, I'll have him share what the brain map really reveals. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges? Or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love, and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Dietta Jones and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com tuned into you are not alone to reach april j ford or her guest on today's program you may call in to 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 if you'd rather send april an email her email address is april j ford at joys now 
back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. We are back speaking with Dr. Fannin from Thought Genius. He has extensive experience training the brain for optimal brain performance, working with head trauma, stroke, chronic pain, ADD, ADHD, anxiety disorders, depression, trauma, and recovery. And I wanted uh, Dr. Fannin to explain, since I did the brain map with him as well, you know, what does this really reveal, Dr. Fannin? Because I was really impressed when I had my first um, consultation with you that you were able to make a comment. Oh, you, you seem to be an advanced meditator, April. And I was like, Oh, how, how can you tell just by looking at all the <laughs> squiggly lines and the colors on on my brain? What is this brain map? What is, what do you see from it? Well, you know, it, it takes a lot of experience and 17 years of looking at thousands and thousands and thousands of brain maps and talking with people. And uh, after a while, you get to see the the same patterns. So. When we look at it from a clinical standpoint, uh, we might see, you know, a particular pattern with attention deficit disorder or anxiety or depression. Uh, Just to give you an example of that, that we might see in depression when we look at alpha, uh, that's that uh, 9 to 12 hertz Mm -hmm. frequency that we're looking at. And if we see a lot of alpha in the front of the brain, that usually presents a condition that is commiserate with uh, depression. Or if we see uh, too much beta in the back of the brain, then we see things like anxiety. And uh, so when you look at it from a clinical lens, uh, there are those patterns. And then also working with advanced meditators for the last three years, and and we've gathered uh, well over 3,000 brain maps in that process, and uh, then I have an opportunity to talk with these individuals from all over the world and look at these patterns and discuss them. So then a different set of patterns might emerge with somebody who is an advanced meditator, for example, mm-hmm. where uh, we might see if I if I put a clinical brain map up and right next to one that looks similar from an advanced meditator and ask one of my colleagues to tell me what that is, they, they might say, oh, well, that looks like a head injury. It's like, well, no, this is an advanced meditator. Uh, and, and so you have to look at them a little differently. And uh, we are now in uh, in the process of writing some papers on that and publishing some things um, that uh, help people understand what that is. So uh, there are certain markers that I'm looking for in a brain map um, that would identify the person like a, an advanced meditator. So there are like 12 different uh, markers that I look for. And the interesting thing is is uh, when people have spent a bit, quite a bit of time meditating, they all will have this these similar markers. And, and so once you learn what those markers are, it's pretty easy to identify. Wow. So when we go through an experience, you know, whether it's in our adult life or maybe as far back as our childhood, tell us what happens to our thoughts and our emotions and, you know, how we associate that with those experiences in our brain. Yeah, that's a really interesting question because uh, what we find is that, you know, our our core beliefs, everybody talks about core beliefs. Well, how does a, a core belief become a core belief? Uh, it is 
just a thought that you have over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And uh, so those beliefs then guide our behavior. It's just a set of rules that the brain uses of, oh, I'm having this experience now. What should I do about that? It goes to the belief system, and that's what we tend to do. Now, we know that beliefs can change. We've, we've shown a number of times with, with research and things that we've, other papers that we have written, how we can literally change those beliefs almost in an instant, uh, you know, because there's no real time frame of changing that. The, the neurons and the firing of those neurons can change the way that they fire very, very quickly. It's only but is, we, is the mapping, is the, you know, when you have somebody hooked up to your, your machine, are you able to see the patterns of their thoughts and how it's affecting both the conscious and subconscious um, and that's creating, you know, the depression or the anxiety or the fear. I mean, are you able to see, see that in re- like real time as you're having those thoughts? Um, well, yes and no. <laughs> uh, technology today allows us to take the playback of somebody's EEG and we'll run it through another program that lets us look at all of the brain firing in uh you know, three dimension. And with that, we can break it down into different uh, elements of the brain. We could look at the caudate nucleus and see what it's doing, and we could look at the frontal lobes, and we could look at the temporal lobes. We can look at individual structures and see what's overworking or underworking, and and that gives us some idea of how um, we can change things using different kinds of, you know, sometimes... Energy healing, we've been doing a lot of research looking at how the energy in the body uh, tends to flow. And we know from science Mm -hmm. that when you're looking at uh, things uh, like the mitochondria and the cells and how that relates to the microtubules, uh, which creates the biophotonic energy. And so all matter has a, a biophotonic signature. And we're actually able to measure that these days and look at things like chakra alignment. You know, is are people's energy aligned or uh, people who are uh, not aligned? Uh, they can have some misgivings. Blockages, right. Yeah, and, and, and then we can see whether that's really in their social sphere or in their... Uh, close inner circle uh, where the, where those misgivings are happening because there is a disruption of the energy. So all disease is nothing more than a dysregulation of energy in the body. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at things like PTSD and the, the kinds of uh, unusual experiences or challenges that people have in life, if they dwell on that and keep uh, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, it does tend to trigger certain areas of the brain, and we have literally done experiments with people uh, who have had post-traumatic stress disorder. We, we have a project that uh, we're doing with uh, uh, veterans and first responders who are dealing with that and uh, equine-assisted therapy, and there is definite relationship and has been for quite a long time, the relationship between the horse and uh, the veteran or the first responder that has mm-hmm. PTSD. Mm-hmm. And how effective that is, and so we're we're now working with the Midwestern Medical University and their veterinarian department, and have a, a full blown research program going on to help us understand how that flow of energy uh, changes throughout the body, and then we see the changes in the brain map 
uh, of where the PTSD is and where we need to re-regulate that energy. Now, you mentioned, you know, some of the modalities such as energy healing, um, aligning your chakra um, energy to remove the blockages in equine therapy. Um, are there any others that you, you know, once you see the brain map and do an assessment, you would recommend to the client or patient as far as, you know, what to do? I mean, is there like sound therapy or visualization techniques that you would recommend to them? You know, there's there's a lot of different modalities out there, and it's it's great that we are we live in an age of technology where things like that can be measured. You know, whether it's sound uh, therapy or uh, uh, the um, essential oils or things like that that tend to help uh, relieve that, and and looking at how energy flows in the body. And I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. If we look at, you know, having that energy flow in a correct manner, that uh, when energy gets blocked or stuck in, uh, in the body or the brain, that's when you start to have the dysregulations occur. And we can measure that. And then uh, things like Reiki has been around for a long time and hasn't been that many years ago that it was not widely accepted uh, in right. anywhere. And now it's regularly used in a lot of hospitals and uh, places. So uh, some of this equipment that we use to measure energy fields in a person's body and their chakra alignment uh, is uh, is used widely in Europe uh, to to look at the uh, organs and how energy is affecting those organs, whether people are strong enough to uh, engage in uh, a successful surgery or not. It's also used to determine, they they use it with professional athletes um, and in determining how well they handle stress. Uh, We measure it all the time with people and to see, you know, one, how is their body producing the energy? How is it using the energy? And how do people handle stress so that they can make changes in their life and in their thought patterns in order to make uh, the changes that they they need in order to change the energy? Okay. So I, I guess I just assumed, you know, when you were working with the professional athletes on this brainwave um, technology, it was more for injuries. But I, I guess it's more of a proactive uh, method as well because like you said you can figure out how you're able to manage stress and make those corrective behavior changes right yeah we work with a lot of different professional athletes football players golfers they're all a quirky bunch of uh, folks uh, they don't want anybody to know that they're doing it <laughs> and uh, and yet they want to have maintain the that edge yeah they want yeah. the benefit they want to maintain the edge so you know we do work it with head injury and stuff like that a lot. But uh, this kind of understanding can be used with so many people in so many conditions, just the average person being able to learn how to manage their energy and the the thoughts that they're having uh, can really change their reality. And I'd be glad to tell you how that happens. Great. Great. So let's go ahead and take our next break. And when we come back, I really want to talk about more in depth of, you know, the ripple effect of our thoughts, you know, where our thoughts can hold us pretty um, captive and unhostage as we 
think and think and over, like you said, that's how we create our core beliefs of thinking the same things over and over again and creating our own stories. So when we come back, let's talk about the ripple effects of our thoughts and what we can, you know, do through a process of change. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph, from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self-mastery of independence, Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self-mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joysgift.org. That's joysgift.org. Our world is shrinking. We get information across the planet as fast and as easily as across the street. Lately, it seems as if none of it is good. The world has become so addicted to negativity, fear, drama, and our kids are learning fast. Are you worried about your teen? Do you know where they are, who they're with, and what they're really up to? Power of Peace Radio tackles real issues that are changing the minds of the next generation. Get involved in the conversation on Monday evenings with Kit Cummings. Pop Radio is about interrupting and redirecting those who are on a dangerous course and bringing light into dark places with powerful topics and real stories. We bring hope to those who need it most because hope is the new dope. Power of Peace Radio, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. Welcome back. Are your thoughts holding you hostage? Well, this is the episode to learn how to command the power of your thoughts with Dr. Uh, Fannin. And I had a question right before the break, and we're going to dive into it. Um, Since we're talking about our thoughts, you know, there's a ripple effect of our thoughts as we create our core beliefs and we think of things over and over again, creating stories in our brain, and that becomes our beliefs and our perceptions. And the next thing you know, we are making decisions and actions based on those beliefs. So, Dr. Fannin, you know, let's just take one adversity, say, Um, loneliness you know loneliness has a ripple effect on other aspects such as um, maybe unhealthy behaviors with with habits of alcohol or drugs and abuse and loneliness can also get into maybe more dangerous patterns that linking to mortality and it all really starts with your perceptions and your thoughts of being alone I mean I was 
speaking to a clinical psychologist, and he says that loneliness is actually a healthy, normal um, survival emotion that we all have, but it just gets to a point where people mull over the thoughts of being alone and they cross the borders of, you know, the ripple effects of, you know, some of the health um, issues that I just mentioned earlier. So let's talk about the ripple effect of our thoughts and the effects that it has, and what do we do? What do we do to make a change? Oh, absolutely. This is one of my favorite subjects is, is talking about this. <clears throat> so um, when we have an experience in life, we're going to put some meaning to that experience. And then there is also uh, some emotion that gets tacked onto that, and we call that a cognition. And what happens when... Uh, It's a little bit like when you have um, memories and feelings. So you hear a song, and it takes Mm -hmm. you way back when. And this is is the same kind of thing, and PTSD is made up of this. So you have this cognition, and what binds it all together is a burst of acetylcholine in the brain, which is a neurotransmitter. So one of the things that I used to do in helping uh, people get rid of those... um, discordant uh, experiences in life is a process called EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Mm -hmm. And what that does is is when you have the cognition that comes together from that experience and is bound with the acetylcholine, when you have bilateral stimulation of the hemispheres of the brain, and that can come from just tapping on your knees opposite while you're thinking about the thing that's disturbing to you. And when that's happening, then another burst of acetylcholine will come in and it unlocks it. It doesn't erase the memory, but what it does is it releases the emotion so that when you have that memory again, you no longer have an emotional component to that. And so that's So you don't react to it? So you don't react? Exactly. It has no... The, the meaning of it changes because it no longer becomes threatening. Oh, okay. okay. And, and, and the, the opposite of that is also true. You can use that process to uh, create a set of empowering uh, thoughts. Uh, one of the things that we also know in science uh, is dealing with uh, the, some of the laws of quantum physics. So that means if you have a thought, whether it's a wanted thought or an unwanted thought, it doesn't matter. But if you hold that for 17 seconds, the law in physics says that other energy that is like that will be attracted to it. So you'll begin to have more thoughts like the one that you had, whether it's wanted or unwanted. Mm-hmm. That's the, the law of the universe. And, and so if you hold that for 17 seconds, 17 seconds, 17, all the way up to 68 seconds, each of those 17 seconds, it is amassing a little bit of energy. And by the time you cross that 68-second barrier, it now has amassed enough energy to begin to create or to uh, affect particle matter. Well, isn't that's that how, how we create habits? Isn't right, that that's, how we, that's how yeah. we create our reality. Mm-hmm. So uh, a habit is nothing more than um, you, you hear that 
it takes 21 days to create a habit or 21 days to get rid of a habit. That's, that's part of the natural entropy uh, of the brain of firing or not firing those neurons in the brain. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about um, things like feeling al- alone or depressed, it's because you keep having those same thoughts. There is no interruption to the pattern. So it tends to uh, keep those uh, those neuro, neural pathways alive and firing off, and people actually can become addicted to particular emotions. You know, we've heard about uh, uh, people who uh, are daredevils and you know jump off of towers with uh, you know parachutes and things like that, and they can become addicted to the adrenaline. So they become adrenaline junkies. But people can become addicted to any emotion. And, and so when you have uh, the things that uh, we, w- we might classify as PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, with people, it's usually because they keep having the same thoughts over and over and over again. And so it's like, how do you break that pattern? Well, if you change your thoughts, if you recognize that you're just going to continue to get and experience what you have experienced in the past, if you keep having those same thoughts, you know, if you, uh, I, I kind of liken it to if you're, uh, I tell a story uh, a lot. It, let's say I'm driving down the freeway mm-hmm. and uh, I'm having a pretty good day and, you know, my emotions are up there with content and happiness and love and all of that and, and somebody cuts me off. And when they do that and then all of a sudden my emotions go down to anger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was how dare you? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's been an interrupt now I'm thinking about that and talking about it and I get back to the office and I'm telling my colleagues here you know about this knucklehead that cut me off and you know I'm still vibrating that angry energy and now I've been doing it not for just 68 seconds but you know for hours and I go home and uh, telling my wife about you know all of this you know this guy that cut me off and who does he think he is and you know, just thinking these same thoughts and attracting more thoughts like it. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, you know, I'm fixing dinner here. Can you go to the store and get me uh, these three items? Oh, sure, that'll give me more time to think about this knucklehead. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I go to the store and uh, get the three items and go up to pay for them. And there's a, lot, a guy in front of me that has 38 items in the express lane. Coincidence? <laughs> Not really, because I've been vibrating this angry energy for hours now and beginning to attract things into my world like, you know, uh, the the person that's in front of me or the the, uh, person running the cash register. It's their first day and they're not doing it too well. Things for me to be angry about. Mm -hmm. And those things begin to come into our world because that's what we attract by what we're thinking about them. And then we just create more experiences and more experiences that tend to validate whatever that perception is that we have. If our perception is that we are alone, nobody likes us, the world hates us, that kind of thing, then by thinking about those things over and over and over and over again over a long period of time, you know, not just an hour a week, a day, but over decades, you know, that's the kind of life that you're creating for yourself. And because you don't, you're not commanding the power of thought. And it's, it simply comes by changing that pattern, that thought. But I think people have, in general, a hard sense 
unless they know about these modalities that we're speaking, they've gone through the personal development path of transformation. But when it comes to unlearning and relearning a new pattern or unmemorizing, um, you know, the, the bad emotions, like you said, where you're not reacting to it, you're basically reconditioning yourself to fire and rewire, rewire your new thoughts. How, do, how does someone start to just to break, just to break that cycle to make a change? Well, if, if you can recognize that you're having an unwanted thought, so we just classify them in, in two conditions, wanted or unwanted, and if you recognize, oh, I'm, I'm, there I go, I'm thinking those thoughts again, and you just change that to something else. Uh, sometimes all you need is a, is a distraction. One of the things that's very interesting that happens in the brain is when we go to sleep, it kind of resets everything that's going on. So it's not like we have to live a lifetime, but most of us, what we do is we wake up in the morning and we pick up right where we left off. Yeah, you go to bed angry and you wake up angry. What's wrong with those people? (laughs) Yeah, and I think a lot of it is that people, one, don't know how all of this works, and uh, they also uh, choose to remain in the condition that they're in. So they become uh, victimized and become addicted to being a victim. Mm-hmm. And they it's may like not self, know. It's a self defeating cycle. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you would recommend one is to um, bring awareness to your own thoughts and be cognizant of the thoughts if you're having and classifying it as. Hey, is this a, a a thought that I want or don't want? I mean, is it really that easy, Doctor Fannin? Say, like when somebody cuts you off on on the highway, and in, are you just automatically going to think, you know, butterflies and rain rainbows? <laughs> <laughs> no, not usually. That's where commanding the power of thought comes in. Uh, there's a part of the brain called the nucleus accumbens uh, that that's how we learn everything. If this, then this. How did you learn that night follows day? Well. Uh, you learned it because you experienced it over and over, and that created that kind of awareness in your brain through the nucleus accumbens. So when we're training the brain you know, to do something different than attention deficit disorder, we're teaching the nucleus accumbens. We, we set up a condition and then give the brain a reward. Now, that reward can be you know, ding, 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 uh, uh, or... Um, uh, a, a visual cue or something like that, when the brain produces what we've asked for, then it strengthens that kind of uh, pathway in the brain. So that's how it learns everything, and that's, uh, that's really how we, we function in the world. You know, the brain is a if-then kind of contrast that uh, uh, being able to change those brain waves. Okay, so let's go ahead and take our next break, and when we come back, maybe we'll share some more practical things that people can do, such as, you know, categorizing, hey, is this a thought that I really want to have that's going to um, empower me and help me versus um, an unwanted thought? Let's think of more practical things that they can do until they're able to um, have access to a scan to really see what the brain is, you know, how it's really functioning. So when we come back, more with Dr. Fannin. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges, or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love, and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is apriljford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. We are back with Dr. Fannin, learning how to command the power of our thoughts, how our brains work, and really digging into why our subconscious beliefs drive our behaviors and how we can permanently change them to you know, get rid of the thoughts and patterns that really don't serve us um, well. Just before the break, Dr. Fannin was giving some ex- examples of how we break our habits. Basically, our habits are, you know, form our reality and being really cognizant and aware of wanted versus unwanted um, thoughts. So, Dr. Fannin, what are some practical tools that people can apply when it comes to commanding the power of their thoughts when they don't have access to get a brain scan now and seeing, you know, what frequency or vibration that they're operating from? Yeah, I think one of the most important things is to realize that they have the power within themselves. They don't need something externally to uh, to to gain that power. So uh, one technique we talked about, uh, you know, before the, uh, the break was the uh, alternating tapping of uh, like on your knees, you can do it on, you know, cross your arms and where you can touch both of your shoulders and tapping on your shoulders. Uh, the, that the alternating tapping is what helps to unlock some of that. So if you, if you have a disturbing experience or a disturbing thought, you can uh, actually focus on that disturbing experience or thought. And as you're doing the tapping, uh, become aware of, you know, how do I feel now? Maybe register it on a scale from 1 to 10. So when you first started the tapping, you were uh, maybe at, an eight or a nine, and then you do that for 30 or 40 seconds and measure it again. How do I feel about it now? Oh, it's now it's down to a five, and you can keep it going until you get it down to a one or a zero, and you'll find that, that 
that is adjusting the neurotransmitters in the brain, uh, adjusting that acetylcholine uh, that we had talked about and being able to uh, make give you a, a tool that you can literally use anywhere at, at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, if I can relate kind of a funny story of how I use that, I used to be an airline pilot. And when, oh, I, was okay. going, you know, when I was going through the uh, uh, process of getting hired uh, with U.S. Airways, that you had to go through the simulator test. And it's a pretty grueling interview, you know. And so it starts like 8 in the morning, and you usually finish up about 6 in the evening, uh, where you have to be interviewed by several people, and then you have to get in the simulator, and their job is to make your life a living hell while mm-hmm. you're in there, and how to deal with that. And so, um, it, towards the end, and I think I was that day, I was like the last guy in the simulator, so I had to go through this anxiety the whole day <laughs> of, you know, wow. am I going to get hired? And you yeah. know, did I say the right things? And and uh, <clears throat> so I went into the bathroom in, and into the stall and sat down, and I'm sitting there thinking about all of the things and how anxious I was and started tapping on my knees because I had learned about this technique. And, uh, and oddly enough, my anxiety began to lower, and then I went into the simulator, and I flew one of the best simulator uh, rides that I had ever done and I actually got hired you oh, know wow. so uh, but you know had I not done that the uh, the anxiety would have just accelerated you know the more stress that they put on me the more cortisol it got in my brain mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be able to think and come up with the right right uh, answers and the right performance level and and so that that's one technique that that is pretty easy to use. So would you uh, recommend this doing daily, the, the tapping technique? Is this like five minutes a day, kind of like when you practice meditation and prayer, you, you just integrate it as part of your daily routine, five minutes well, a day, ten minutes a day? Yeah, I, I would use that when you need it, as needed. So if you have, you know, these unwanted thoughts or you have uh, uh, triggers that are firing as a result of experiences that a person have had um, that, have a, a negative consequence or you have a, a, a fight with your spouse or your significant other, you know, you can, whenever you're feeling alarmed at, at things or feeling afraid uh, because that the amygdala is now involved with that. Mm-hmm. So when the amygdala fires, um, it, it's there to uh, give us that fight or flight, you know, right. uh, but when it continues to fire, the other thing that the amygdala does in the brain is it it rank orders our emotions. So what do it's I fear need? based? Isn't it fear based? Mostly fear based when it's surviving. Well, yeah, as a general rule, but it also uh, works on the opposite end of the scale in terms of what do I need to survive right now? And it doesn't have to be a life threatening situation. It can be, you know, just something that we need to do in order to um, to deal with a situation. Um, you know, for example, you go to a party, and maybe you don't know a lot of people at the party, and and so you're feeling 
fearful and alone and nobody here likes me and they're judging me and, you know, stuff that's not really going on, but that's the perception that, that we, we start to get into. That's where uh, you can interrupt that pattern, um, you know, using the, this uh, EMDR tapping method or, or just uh, silently within yourself say, now, wait a minute, you know, I'm not going there. You know, that's an unwanted thought. Interrupt the pattern. Then think of something more pleasant, a time when you did have a good experience. It doesn't even have to be related to going to the party. It can be, you know, I had a really good walk yesterday. I really enjoyed the weather outside and the fresh air. And changing that emotion will change that thought pattern. If you hold that thought for 17 seconds and another 17 you're going to start to get more thoughts that are like that and all of a sudden you'll find yourself enjoying the party yeah and and i can personally contest with that with all the um tragedies and setbacks that i've had in life that's what i actually did was like re i don't know if you call it retrain my brain the neural pathways of thinking the negative experiences to um, redirect them to a more positive, fulfilling experience. And, and also, I you know I've tried other stuff as well, such as sound therapy and sound healing, um, which also worked. Yeah, one of the things that we could do in brain mapping is when we do that and we're looking at a process called Loretta, low-resolution electromagnetic tomography, and we know that people who are having mostly negative thoughts, uh, we will see uh, an elevation in the right frontal lobe of the brain, people who have more positive thoughts will have uh, an activation of the left frontal lobes uh, because that's where the pleasure centers are in the brain. So if we can activate those, we'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Great, great. So in closing, Dr. Fannin, where can our listeners find out more about your work? Again, if they're interested in getting a brain scan and getting a consultation with you, where can you direct them? Well, our website is a, is a good place to start. We have a lot of videos and testimonials and things on there that uh, people will enjoy a learning center to learn about uh, brain processes and how the quantum field works and things like that. Uh, that's thoughtgenius.com. So it's uh, pretty easy to remember. Just think of yourself as becoming a thought genius. Go to thoughtgenius.com. And there's a lot of information there. You can contact our office. The information of how to contact us is on there. And, um, and the, the kinds of research and things that we're doing, we, we post that up there on a regular basis. Alrighty, everyone. I'm April J. Ford here on Voice America with You Are Not Alone. I share my story and this show so that others can have their stories and have their glory so that they don't have to experience the extremities of what I face, but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and faith. I give my love and light so that others can illuminate theirs. And I share my joys and blessings so that others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone. And make sure you go to feeljoyagain.com to receive your free weekly words of joy and information on how you can take part in the four-step process to create your roadmap to success. Remember, there's gold to be discovered in their challenges. Know that you're not alone. Get inspired, uplifted, and empowered every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. 
We appreciate your joining us this week, for you are not alone. Please tune in for another edition with host April J. Ford next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to talk again next week. We'll be right back.